Hi everybody and welcome to the End of Cells podcast. I'm joined by Show Regular Ross. How are you, Ross? I'm good, Stephen. How's yourself, mate? Very good, very good. And we're also joined by a special guest, a, re- a returning guest, Andrew Durning of That Mental Ginger Show. How are you? I'm doing good, guys. Like, thanks for having me back on. Like, I was pretty sure that I'd screwed up my chances the last time I came on, where I sounded like I was on like, some call centre in the Middle East. So, but I went out and I uh, invested in some good tech, a good laptop, like, to make sure we didn't have any more problems this time. Delighted to be back. Well, uh, I just feel... I feel bad though. It's a Celtic podcast and it's a bright orange background. So yeah, sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll definitely we'll roll with the punches. That one, Andrew. We're just delighted to have you back. Fantastic guest, first time around. So we're looking forward to this one. But we'll get stuck right into the Celtic Football Club. And as the guest, Andrew, we'll come to yourself first. And me and Francis did a podcast, basically recapping the Hibs match and the, the debuts of Hatate, Mieda, that type of thing. How did you feel about them? And how did you feel about that game overall? Well, it was definitely an improvement in the from the cup final where we went, you know, one nil down, and then we had to do a gone in sixty seconds to get it back. Well, but uh, I thought first half uh, was we went out all guns blazing, and then what? Then Hibs has a has a wee chance, and you're thinking, oh no, what is what? That's good. That's good. Make or break it. But luckily, all fears were put to bed. But some some great debuts. Obviously, we might take them a wee. It felt to me like. They'll still probably need to hit their potential, which is brilliant because they were on fire. Well, the second yeah. half was re- the second half was really just like you know controlling the game, making sure that we yep. kind of saw it out. What well, Juranovic steps up. What well, well, he's just he just missed a penalty taker now, isn't he? I think he's just the, yep. the guy that we need for the penalties. Like, he was just so cool and calm and collected all the seas. Well, and he just he did brilliantly. Well, um, it was one of those ones that it felt like. We hadn't stopped. Well, I know we'd had the, mm. the early winter break and stuff, well, and sometimes that can knock a bit of uh, momentum and things like that, but, but it just felt like it was like, okay, business as usual. Well, and it's always good to have the cover, especially if, uh, you know, Kyogo and Jordan the Yota are still getting back as well. But, um, everybody was kind of slating Welsh, but I, d- I didn't think it was justified. I think he played better than he did in the cup final. Well, no, 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 not Welsh. Oh, Erta Andy, fucking hell, man. I've already ruined it. Sorry, guys. It was going to be back on the show. See you later. I ain't Starfelt. But... Starfelt. <laughs> yeah. Wishing Welsh in. The way it's going for me today, it's like Bosfelt. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, Carry on, but, as you were. Yeah, well, Starfelt done brilliantly. He done, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I felt... Um, but it was definitely better than the cup final. Everybody's going on about not as he done. Like, we've got we've got to give the guy a chance. Like he's still it's only half a season. The team's in a full yep. rebuild. Well, we just got to roll with the punches this one, and I think we're already exceeding expectations. What well, if he told us this is where we'd be at in the summer? No one would have believed. It. No, I totally agree. And many of the Japanese football experts, like Dan or Olowitz, said it takes like six months to a year for. Postacoglu's style to come into play and that the team get used to it. But before we move on from yourself, Andrew, I think you have to explain that background because it's quite striking. So I'll give you your moment in the sunshine <laughs> to, to plug your podcast. Well, I think, I think the next time I come on, if I do get a, a, another a time coming back, I'll change it to green for you so, so we don't get any complaints in the in the comment sections, you know. But, but, uh, but as it's that mental ginger show, what... Um, 
just basically, well, this they're on sealed titles. Well, I'm ginger, I've got mental health issues. And we just break it down and we talk about uh, stuff like that with my guests. I get guys that have been in the industry, like guys from Paisley to the Philippines. So it's quite crazy how much it's take, well, taken off in a few months. And yeah, if anybody wants to check it out, feel free. Well, quite literally, all the details are behind me. Of how you can find it, so <laughs> but just just look, just look for my crazy gingerness, and you can't miss. But I, yeah, I appreciate you letting me making the plug, guys. Thank you very much. But, um, didn't really have, didn't really have a choice around really sure. <laughs> <laughs> No, but honestly, people check it out. It's a brilliant show. It talks about mental health, music, art, acting. So get on it. It's it's really therapeutic at times as well with the guests you have on. But come to yourself, Ross. Hatate Amieda. What was said about them? I know it's a couple of days after the Hibs game now, and I've seen people going, you think Hatate was the second coming, but in that midfield, he was absolutely, as, as Andre rightly said, they're not at their full potential, but he was on fire. Mieta's so quick that keepers can't even think when he's around. He took his goal well, and Juranovic took his penalty kick well. But the debut guys, what was your impression overall of them? Um, well, when we were last on the gathering, it was last Thursday, we were talking about who we were most excited about, and I had said that I was most excited about Maeda, which I think was justified uh, beforehand. And I think, not to say that Maeda played bad, because he, he didn't at all. Uh, he had a very good game. Um, but Hatate was just... He was... You don't want to get too carried away, but he, he did really have an outstanding match. He had about a 9 out of 10. Uh, he was spraying balls about, picking out like difficult passes, but seeing them early. And he mm-hmm. just he just pulled the strings in the middle of the park. And he pulled the strings in the middle of the park in a midfield that contained Callum McGregor, who has been outstanding for Celtic for a number of years. And he stood out. I know McGregor didn't have one of his better games, but Hattati stood out above him in that game and I'm not saying he's a better player than McGregor by any stretch but in that game his debuts go you can't ask for much more other than possibly a a debut goal which you would probably want more for your striker which we got Um, Mm -hmm. but he came close and I mean that touch on the chest and volley was it it deserved it to go in it it was a really good strike you'd expect the keeper to save it but uh, he had it clean and true and the, the touch, he just oozed class throughout the whole time he was on the park and he fully deserved his Man of the Match award. Yeah, 100%. I think as well, what I noticed when me and Francis were talking about it, Hatate, obviously, from people from Japan said he's the guy who could earn selling millions of pounds further down the line if he cracks on his potential. Andrew, and one thing that straight away stood out to me, as Ross said. He stood out, I wouldn't say head and shoulders, but he was the best out of the midfield three in terms of Rodgers and McGregor. Obviously, by any stretch like Ross, I'm not saying he's comparable at the minute anyway. But Hatate, for me, did what we've been lacking. He played penetrative balls through the middle. He spread it out wide, one, two-touch football. He could have got his goal, as Ross said. He hit it well, but obviously you expect keeper to, the keeper to save them types of shots. But are you excited over what you've seen so far, especially of Hatate? Yeah, really excited. What you said, it's kind of the thing we've been missing that we can spark in midfield, which you feel is an insult to say when you've got, you know, Cal McGregor and, what, you know, the Aussie sensation that is Tom Rogic. But I think, um, but he's, I think Tati's trying to fill in the role that 
they were hoping maybe David Turnbull could do, like, and maybe it just hasn't worked out for him at the minute. Like, maybe it's just a confidence thing, or maybe he just needs Hatati there to up his game to vie for his place. But mm-hmm. the midfield options are looking so much better now, like, especially when Hatati's came in. Like, and we just got to see how he's going to keep playing it, like, and obviously how injuries will go. But I'm really excited about the squad now. Like, they all look hungry. They look like they want to like, kick on. They look like they want to play for the manager, which, as we all know, was severely lacking last season. So, yep. and, I, well, and again, we've made so much progress like, in this space of time that you wouldn't have thought at the end of the, the disaster that was that year. Like, so I'm... I'm Cautiously excited, what, and if they're only just warming up, what we'll have, I can't wait to see what happens when they're on fire. <laughs> when they're on full <laughs> tilt. But you, you brought up an interesting point. Hatate is doing what Turnbull maybe couldn't do, Ross. And what I noticed about Hatate as well is work rate for me is far superior, far superior than what Turnbull would offer. Maybe Turnbull offers the same kind of goal forward in terms of passing, the types of goals he would score, that type of thing. But do you think maybe Turnbull would be? A sub now if Atate stayed the way he is? Um, I, I think it's... If he plays... If he continues to play like he played the other night, I think there's no doubt about it that it would be very difficult for Turnbull to get back into the team. And it's sort of worked out a, a bit unlucky for him that he's, he is injured currently. Uh, it makes the decision to put Hatati into the team easier for uh, Postacoglu. But that said... I think that Postacoglu knows what Hatati's all about. He, he, he probably knew what he brought to the table the other night was what he was going to bring to the table. And he probably would have put him into the team anyway. Um, because, again, like it's, it's, it's harsh on Turnbull because I think he's been really good. But he wasn't a Postacoglu signing. Postacoglu's been playing him. Um, I'm loath to say out of necessity because it is out of necessity in a sense, but David Turnbull has got great qualities and he's he's a very, very good player. And like Andrew alluded to, currently now with guys like Hitati and like Turnbull, we have got excellent options in the mid, middle of the park. We're, and if we bring in this, who we'll touch on probably a bit later, uh, this um, Matt O'Reilly, you're looking at probably two players, at, at least two players for each of the th- three positions in the middle of the park now, mm-hmm. which is and and good players. Ken, you're you're probably losing quality slightly, but if you're maybe wanting for talking sake, I don't know, maybe Gee, Rogic, Arrest, and you bring in like a Beaton or something like that, then. You're obviously losing a bit, but you can still like get away with that against teams like Ross County. You're still going to have enough, and you're you're giving guys like Rogic a bit of a break, eh, for to be more effective in the bigger games and conserve more energy for the games. So, but as I say, we've got great options, and we're starting to get great options all over the park. And I've just got to take my hat off to Michael Nicholson, eh, and and Postacoglu the way they're working in tandem and getting these signings in, and not only getting them in, but getting them in quietly, doing their business like a big club. Postacoglu the other day saying, like, any any route, you'll hear 20 players tomorrow. 
it's all rubbish. But he didn't yeah. say that was for the rest of the window. I thought he was quite <laughs> cute. He said tomorrow. He didn't say the rest of the window. So although it looked like he was saying we won't make any more signings this window, he didn't really, if you read between the lines. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think he's he's led a, a few people down the garden down the garden path for that comment, especially like the mainstream media. They they kind of bought that straight away, and you've seen the rumors die down pretty quickly. And this Matt O'Reilly from um, MK Dons has just sprung up out of nowhere in the last forty eight hours. It seems to be a done deal as we're on the podcast now. But Andrew, you do look at the midfield, and one concern that I kind of have is it looks a bit bloated because you've you've got obviously McCarthy lurking there, Sorrow, Beaton. Beaton will probably be reduced again to a squad player type role instead of being a first choice in the, the centre defensive mid. Do you not think it's time that we, we look to offload a few players? I don't know who's going to take them, but McCarthy's probably on a big wage, so it'll be hard to get him away. Sorrow's been linked with New York Red Bulls. There has to be some movement outgoing, doesn't there? Well, I would normally say yes, but in traditional Celtic stance, we normally have like too many midfielders. Yeah. What? What we I remember what uh, during during the nine row run at some point I was like, where are the defenders? What there was like <laughs> a, there, there was like fourteen midfielders and maybe two fit defenders. I was like, how is, how are they getting away with this? It was crazy. <laughs> what, what it just seemed to be a thing. It was like a like a buy one midfielder get an R two for half price. It was unreal. <laughs> but the um the McCarthy thing is always. Uh, it's never it never sat uh, sat well with me. I just thought something. Uh, this is just a it's a name. It's a name to like, yeah. tie in with that they were bringing Joe Hart up, and it, it it felt like it was just like you know he was the wee you know you're uh, gra- like playing like a one of the the claw machines like, and you get one a prize but there's something stuck to the bottom of it. That was like that was like McCarthy on Joe Hart. It was just like, <laughs> oh I'm in I'm in this I'm in the same car. I'm going this way anyway, mate. So well. But uh Sorrow, like, I do feel bad for him because it was he was kind of a, a best of the bad bunch last season. What like, and there he was like, he was what like, we were hoping that he would kick on. It just this hasn't worked out for him. But maybe what like, if this link with uh, uh, New York what like, is true, like he can go over, like he can maybe get a wee bit of confidence back. Who knows? Beat on what like, um he's basically he's in with the woodwork. There's no way we're gonna shift him. Like he'll play it, he'll play it anywhere. Is that like, I just just please please don't put him back in defense. What uh, just what just rotate him and Rogic like, and I think we'll have a we'll have a good rhythm there. What like, and just get one playing the first half, one playing the second. What well, it's, 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 it's like it's a like for like except one's a little bit taller. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, I do get, I do get what you're saying. Beaton has good feet as well for a tall man. But do you know what I mean, Ross? When I'm saying the fact that the midfield area, I mean, I think Postecoglou confirmed that there's 35 or Vizjanovic's 35 first team players in the squad now. So there yeah, does I, need to be a bit, of, a bit of trimming done. And you, I think Andrew's right. <clears throat> a history throughout, I've supported Celtic midfield has always been stockpiled. But there needs to be a point where you're going. You've got McCarthy or Republic of Ireland. They're now still floating about sorrow. Let's play for the Ivory Coast, Beaton, Israel captain. These guys are have big wages, so there has to be a way. Not to, I know this is a phrase that some Celtic fans are like, why are you saying that for it? But the balance the books type things, you know what I mean? Um I, I totally I totally get where you're coming from. And uh, uh, like if possible, if we could get some off the wage bill, then by all means do it. But it's it's not just like well, we want to get rid of him so he just goes. 
you know what I mean? Somebody needs to come in and want to buy the player. Mm-hmm. And we might not we might not do it in this window. It's not like we desperately need to get them off the wage bill fi- like financial-wise. It's more like because the squad's a bit bloated. But you've got to take into account as well the times we're in. And if we get hit with like COVID and we have to continue to play games, then guys like Sorrow might become invaluable. Uh, so if, if I've got my football cap on, I'm thinking, get rid of some of these guys. But then if I've got my the times we're living in cap in, I'm like, maybe just hang off. Just go with what we've got. You, you can get to the summer and then you can maybe start to offload these guys once we get a, a better picture further on of how we're coming out of this pandemic, which it looks to be now, touch wood, that we are coming out at. But uh, I, I, again, I'll say it, maybe just keep a hold of these guys like Soro and Barkas, etc., until the summer, and then maybe you could probably get them offloaded again. There, there's got to be probably a Greek team would, would take a punt on Barkas, would be a Swiss team, takes a punt on a Yeti. Uh, Probably the the New York whatever they are uh, in the MLS. <laughs> I can't even, is it New York? What? I can't even. Redfields. It's no Redfields, is it? It is. Is it, is is it, it no Redfields? Is it, is it is no Redfields? Aye. It's New York Redfields, lads. You're asked. It's no Redfields. Ah, go away. Anyway, right. you know you get what well, I'm saying. The comedy so... section's going to be fun. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> Uh, but aye, you get what I'm saying. These guys could go. There'll be teams in their native countries. I'll probably take a punt on them. Um, I mean, he had done well in Switzerland before he was yep. uh, snapped up by West Ham, and then his career is just like I don't think stalled is a good enough word for it. Um, but <laughs> again, he could go back to his his homeland and and do the business again and rebuild his career. But I don't think he's going to be able to do it at Celtic. Yeah, so that's just one of the things. Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you mean. And the way I look at it as well, obviously a big squad, <clears throat> when you when you look at it, it can be kind of beneficial one way, Andrew, but neg- negative in the other way of players in, in the <coughs> camp who come unhappy and not playing football, that type of thing. And then you're looking at it, you know, you have them clicks and all that kind of politics comes into play. But from what I can see, Andrew, is Postacoglu's definitely putting his stamp on that team regardless of how many players are in that squad. It just seems like he just wants to keep pressing that red button to buy, 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 doesn't it? Yeah, it feels a bit like you're watching Deal or No Deal sometimes <laughs> when it comes to what, uh, the way Postacog was working it. Well, uh, for those that didn't know, that was a game show on Channel 4 back in the day. I'm that old. No, but, yeah, no <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. what Never had any of him since either. But, oh, yeah, thank it, God. It, it, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that he's what uh, he's sticking to his guns and going. Look, we need these guys because mm-hmm. what Ross, you what well, I'd never even considered what you'd uh, said. Like you know, you got to get the COVID cap on sometimes and think right. The times we're living in the now, we could lose all those mid, uh, midfielders and we could be down to bare bones. Well, so I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking though, we're finally getting out of here, but this COVID <laughs> is like herpes. It just keeps coming back. It's unreal. <laughs> but. but, but I think one of the things that Postacoglu's got, which will maybe stop a bit of that kind of the Chelsea-esque player revolts and clicks, is that he's got a good man management about him. Well, mm. I think he's he's a guy that can 
give the people the arm around the shoulder that need it and the boot up the backside for the ones that need it as well. And and I've noticed there's not a lot of like uh, unrest in the squad. There's not a lot of like, uh, like potential leaks. Like, and the way he's handled the Griffith situation after all that had happened, like, I think that was like a... That, that was like the acid test of can he manage these type of players in these type of situations and they've done it brilliantly it was like right we gave you the contract right you've screwed it out you go now we don't want you back yeah. but, so he's got well, and that's what we need we need someone that's that is going to toe that line what a bit of the old school kind of as i said before the jock steen-esque kind of way about him yeah I hundred percent agree. I think he's he's hardline, isn't he? I would describe him. He looks like the type of guy if you get in trouble, you're trying to hide from. That's that's what that's what it looks like to me. Like no, you know, be hiding in the uh, corridors, no. He's more the type of guy that if I got in trouble with him, I'd move to another country. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, 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 if, if he was in Scotland, I would move to Australia. What, and I'd probably no, still I... hear him rollicking me. But that's the type of guy that sometimes that's the type of guy you need. You don't what well, you need someone that's gonna. What tell you when you're being a D word and when you're not being a D word, yep. and, and good and yeah. good on when him you're... for it because a lot a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know, we've not really heard much of the guy, and I was I was the same, and boy, I've never been so glad to be proved wrong in my entire life. Yeah, totally agree. Well, one thing Postal Cogni and Celtic delivered us was a happy Monday against Hibs, and comfy two 0 as Francis would say. Yep. You, you fast yep. forward, you fast forward, Ross. Twenty four hours later, Celtic had a crazy Tuesday. Scott Brown and company did us a favour, which I didn't think would actually happen. I actually, uh, to be fair, I watched the game. Not going to lie, I did watch the game. A lot of people be like, "Why are you watching that kind of game?" You watch, you do watch sometimes. I watch. Um, yeah. No, your I enemy. Mean, no, your enemy. <laughs> yes. Right. I think yeah. Ross, what Celtic done? We asked the question, and I think for for once, maybe in as you said, eighteen months, Rangers have kind of ducked a wee bit and missed. Aye, well, I mean, you stole my catchphrase, so uh, you're 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, aye, they did. It's it's the turn of the year. It's over the 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 hump, if you like, and it's now the run-in. And the first game in the run-in, Celtic have had the chance to ask the question, like you say, they asked the question, and Rangers failed to answer. Uh, and I think, like you, I did watch the game and I noticed that obviously we knew Aribo wasn't going to be in the team. Uh, they didn't have any Balogun, Hollander, Davis, um, Roof. They had a lot of guys out injured. Celtic have been through that spell and are coming out the other side of it. And they only dropped probably two points in, in the spell where they were ravaged with injuries. Mm. That was Rangers' first test uh, with like a lot of guys out and they came up short so they've already dropped the two points that Celtic dropped in that period obviously Celtic are still four points behind them but the, the other points that were, were dropped that you could say were in a time where Postacoglu had just come in we were finding our feet but mm -hmm. since then I don't think you can really knock what they've done and now that they've like we've said before they've added more bodies into the squad and but they look at quality. So for me, I, there's there's not a lot between the teams. There isn't, and I just think at the moment that there's that momentum thing, and at the moment mm -hmm. it's in Celtic's favour eh, with the signings, and then that just what happened during the week there. But 
I could quite easily change again, and I'm I'm cautious but excited, like Andrew said, uh, and just it's one game at a time. The next game is Aloha, but the league game. Obviously, we go to Tynecastle. I can't mind to Rangers play. They're at home. Eh? I think it might be Ross County, but I could be wrong. Yeah, so that 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 Hearts game. I mean, it was it was a big game anyway, but it's just it's just really really huge in the context of us keeping this because we need to we need to be well we don't need to I want to be at least four points behind them going into the Glasgow derby, so yeah. we have to win mm-hmm. at Tynecastle, and you've said it yourself, Stephen. Draws are no good enough. I know that it's only four points, but if we want to rein them in, then we have to keep winning and wait for them to drop because they've dropped points. So if we beat them if if we beat them, I know it's it's a big if because it's it's but no matter how you look at it, it's got to be a difficult game. But hmm. we have to beat them at some point and I just feel that right now we're in a, a, a great moment, a really good place with the squad and I think going into that Glasgow Derby all going well at Tynecastle. I think we have to be strong favourites. Yep. I totally agree. I think you're right in what you said about momentum. It's swung in Celtic's over. You can see that. And I think Ross makes a great point, Andrew, in terms of, as you said as well, you'd be cautious but excited. Rangers have faltered in the first kind of... The first time they've been asked a question, they've faltered. They've dropped two points. We're back to four points as it was before Celtic dropped their points as well. So we're back into it again. Um, we can't afford to drop literally any more games we can't draw we can't lose we need to keep this winning run going how, how did you feel about the game I thought Aberdeen could have actually won it but we've got the they got the draw we're only four points behind it's time to take advantage of that isn't it well they look happy <laughs> <laughs> and I can say that because I'm an Aston Villa fan as well <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's uh... I miss Scott Brown just on that game alone. What the? Uh, I seen the Twitter between him and uh, Mikael Lustig, and I was just like, oh, it was like the glory days returning. What well, just like, <laughs> Brown putting up? I should have got the three points, and Mikael just saying like, uh, it's like you're the only sheep I like. And I was like, oh man, I miss <laughs> these guys so much. I really do. <laughs> but Brown just is like, no matter what team he plays for, he's just always up for a game against Rangers and it happened yep. when they were at Ibrox and it's happened now at Pataudry and obviously you know the big decider was they got the fans back which was you know always good but because it just seems to yep. be that kind of thing what all the Rangers fans were kind of kicking off like oh it should just go ahead it should just go ahead and carry on like it like it was what but football without fans is nothing that's the whole point yep. What, and it's not just a Celtic saying, it's a football saying. You need the fans there. And if you guys can't play in front of your own fans, then you've got to take a wee look at yourselves. What, and what, and if you can't handle that heat, just don't go in the kitchen. What, and yes, I think Aberdeen could have got the three points. What, um, what The main thing I was happy about is that you know Morelos is going to be uh, out of the old firm because he's off for his national team. It's great for him and his country. It's very great for his country. You got to always go with your heart for your country, you know. But I think every Celtic <laughs> fan will be will be so solidly with that decision. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, 
it was a, it was a really good game. Well, it was one of the one of the few I actually got to watch. Well, um, just getting to see like uh, Chris Boyd's like Coopin just going from A eh, to well, yeah. just straight away was great. And I was actually speaking this to, uh, about this a couple of guys in my work today. Like when we were talking about the game, and we we're talking about like Scott Brown in particular. And it always seems to be the case that what well, you well, a lot of people don't like him that aren't in the Celtic fold, but you have to respect him. Well, because yeah. of what he's done, how he's done it, well, how he's keeping a consistent level. What well, we people wrote him off when he was with Celtic, what well, maybe about three or four times in the space of his career there, saying, as he done, the legs have gone. And every time he just kept going, no, I'm going to prove he's wrong, I'm going to prove he's wrong. And we were the same when he said that he was finally going to leave. We thought, well, fair dues, wish you all the best, but um, well, we'll see how we go. And he's went to Aberdeen, and he's just got a new lease of life. Well, and he's just mm. what well, he's, he's still in the wind up, like he's living in so many Rangers players' heads rent free. Well, I just think good on you, buddy. Like, just keep just keep proving it, just don't do it when you come to us. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's mad, it's mad to see, as you said, Scott Brown living rent free in their heads. It's it's crazy, Ross. And obviously, that the tweet going around that him doing this to Kent and trying to hug Tavernier, it's 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 just Scott Brown, isn't it, Ross? Yeah. It's what we know and love. Uh, it was it, just everything, like, certainly on the wind-up side of things, everything he done in that, that match just epitomised Scott Brown, just what he's all about, and it, I laughed. It was it was funny. And it's like you say, like, it, if Scott Brown's in your team or he's on your side and he's doing that and the other team's reacting to it, then it's it's funny. It's You've got to laugh at it and you enjoy it. But... You know he's doing a good job when everybody surrounded with Rangers cannot stand him, and that that he loves that. That's that's what he lives for, and the very fact that he knows that they're wound up just fuels him there today even more. So and they'll never learn that he's done it to them for numerous amount of years now, and they still react and they still get caught up with it, no matter how many times. Yeah. And it was the same, well, Ross, like, uh, where, when I was talking to the guys at work. It was the same that, the way that I felt about Nacho Novo when he was playing with Rangers. Oh. No, so so many times you wanted to strangle him because like, you were just like, oh, you are, what? oh, you're just getting under my skin. But right. he knew how to play the game while on the park and off the park. Well, and it just shows you the sign of a, a, a player if they can do that and they get under your skin. And even now, like, I, I brought him up. He hasn't played for, what, like 10, 12 years. And the first thing he did was, ugh. Right. Uh, so, so, <laughs> well, right. that's, and that's what Brown does. Like, we could be, what well, Rangers podcast could be talking about him in 20 years' time and they would still have that, ugh, reaction. Uh, oh, right. and, that just, right. and that just shows you what the, there's some players that make their mark. Well, sadly, sadly, Novo was one of them that lived rent-free in my head for God knows how many years. Like, yeah. Brown's doing it to everybody else. So, well, mate, continue. Well, look, well, look Aberdeen done us a favour. It's up to Saturday to take advantage of this and keep the momentum going. But we'll move on quite swiftly to the signing news, Ross. And there seems to be more coming out now about this. Matt O'Reilly, £1.5 million from MK Dons. It was his release clause in his contract. I've seen people compare him to like Tom Rodzik. He's the same stature. Apparently, he's good in tight spaces. I think he's got seven goals, five assists from midfield this year. And again, I still don't want to add the midfield. But from what I'm, what I can gather, just to bring it back to Turnbull again, 
for me, it may be harsh, but the signs for me don't look good. Do you know what I mean? It's Man already now, Hatate, Rodzik, McGregor, Urugitsi. It's hard to fit him in. Well, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with that because the, I think. The, and, by the, the way, way I'm, I, I'm I'm not pissing on Turnbull. I'm just saying no, he no, signed two no. men. He's he signed two. He signed two midfield players. I mean, aye, but that, I mean that that doesn't mean Turnbull won't get in the team. Turnbull possesses a lot of good qualities, and he's been a really really good player, one of our better players oh, yeah. uh, in yeah, the first yeah. half of the season. So, but. I think you'll probably see that now and again we'll change the team and we'll rotate that midfield three when when we can and we'll still have enough quality in there. So I, I don't think that I think there's still a place in the team and the squad for David Turnbull and I would be loathed and I would be surprised if they, they wanted to offload him. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, if a crazy bid came in, like, region of 10 million, you would have to obviously seriously look at it. But David Turnbull, when he came to Celtic, he knew that it was going to be a fight week in, week out to be in the team. It just so happened the first season that the midfield was shite, so he was guaranteed to be in the team. But this is what it's all about at a big club like Celtic. And if he wants to play... He'll need to fight, and he, I think David Turnbull's well up for the fight. I think he's a quality, quality player uh, who can still bring a lot to the club. Well, what are you saying about the man already sending them? Does he have you seen any footage of him yet? Have you... uh, no, I, I haven't. To be honest with you, um, I've only heard something uh, that he's a sort of all action, sort of box to box midfielder. Again, he's twenty one. He, he seems to be. I think he got. He's got something like seven goals and five assists in League yep. One, and I mean, Phil offered him a new contract. He didn't accept it, and then he went down to League One. But by all accounts, he's too good for that league, and everybody that watches that league has said, like you can see that he belongs at a higher level. So he'll come in at Celtic. He's twenty-one. He'll come in and have to prove himself, and if he's good enough, he'll play. Yeah. It's only about well, an outlay one and a half million. It's I don't know if it's a project at, at, at that, but uh, aye, it's it's another body. He's got like a good write up, uh, and he, he seems or what I've read, he seems to he could fit the Postacoglu style. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think Postacoglu would be signing him if he didn't. Um, so. Just you need to. You don't know nothing about the guy, so you can't make predictions. But good luck to him, and if he's good enough, he'll play. And he'll, if he's good enough, then he's going to be a really good player because we've already got really good players in the middle of that park. So yeah, it, it just bodes well for the squad, the team, the club going forward. And I, I, I can't wait to just see all these guys starting to gel and just playing the Postecoglou glue way and getting to like because we're. We're not quite there to where he, I don't think, to where he wants to be, but we're getting ever closer gradually and gradually. I think, yeah. like, it's going to go all the way this season in the league for me. But another summer window, more like Postcoglu will have had a year then. I think the way it's going, I think you could probably see 
Celtic winning the league at a canter next year. Um, hopefully this season we get it over the line. It's going to go all the way. It's going to be nip and tuck. But if we win it this year, then I think you could see a period of domination again for a wee while. Yeah, no, I totally get what you mean. And go back to the, the, <coughs> sorry, go back to the point you made about in terms of Postecoglou getting a player to fit his style. I think that's a great point, Andrew. And that's where I'm coming from. What Ross is saying there, it seems like he's banning these midfield players to cover all sorts of positions, track back, go forward, box to box, plus have that kind of special talent, kind of producing a goal or an assist. And Turnbull, go back to McGain, I'd like to get your opinion as well. He has all that going forward in terms of he's, he can pick a pass, he can score a goal. But one thing that might lack is his work rate, determination, the tackle, that type of thing. That's where I'm coming from in regards to stocking up these midfielders. Where does he fit in in the team? Hmm. Yeah, well, it's something that, again, we're signing what, another midfield player what, and we can... What, obviously the, the rally boy. We can we can do stats. We can do like you know how many goals he scored, appearances, and that. But we all know from past signings, you could have the best what kind of career in the world that you come to Celtic and you just don't cut it. Well, it's mm. a totally different environment. It's not just what's on the pitch; it's everything out with. It's the culture, it's the philosophy, it's buying into the team and buying into the way of life. What it really is a way of life, and sometimes people just don't get it and they just don't understand it. Well, and that's where they stumble and fall. So it's going to be a big, I think it'll be an acid test for him, kind of similar to what Turnbull was. And Ross very eloquently put it that, you know, Turnbull was in a team of shite and that was how he became the... <laughs> uh, that's how... Thanks. What, <laughs> what, I loved it though, Ross. It was as subtle as a brick to the face. That just speaks my language. <laughs> what, and, that, and you're right, it's like, it's like, it's not hard to be like the best player on the park when everything looks like it's came out your arse two weeks ago. Well, it was unreal, <laughs> but I think maybe that kind of worked against him a little because I think he got a wee bit of the ideas above his station, thinking he was going to be part of this new revolution, this new team, and well, and then new guys have came in. And he thought, oh, maybe I'll, well, I'll, I'm still playing all right. I'll be fine. Well, and then the injury comes along, and what like, maybe the form isn't quite there. Right, uh, I'm having you. What I'm go, I'm going for your spot. What and what? Whether he'll be up for the fight, I think you you never rule out Steelman. Well, definitely not. You don't rule out anybody that comes from Motherwell. What uh, I learned that to my expense. What, but yeah, you just got to you got to like take your opportunities. What and he's he's going to have plenty of opportunities. We're at, we're fighting for the league. We've got the Scottish Cup. And we've still got the Conference League as well. What and Postecoglou won't be taking that lightly. He'll want to make his mark in Europe in particular. That's where the results haven't worked so well for him. He'll want to build his reputation there. So he'll be looking to use every signing and every tool at his disposal. But I just think right now we need to stop focusing on the midfield and what look at the back line. What and try and figure have that yeah. same kind of that's that same kind of depth. It's starting to get to the stage where I'm like, they're gonna put Mir Beat on in defence. And if that happens, I'm walking out. <laughs> but I love Near Beaton, I really do. Like, but he's no a defender. What Neil Lennon? Why yeah. did you ever play him in there? For goodness' sake! But, <laughs> but I think I think I think the saving grace is with the defense. We've got Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Julian, and Welsh. So there needs to be a big injury crisis there for that to happen again. Fingers crossed it doesn't. But what we'll do, we'll move on to some like outgoings that kind of probably slip the radar. Um, Connor Hazard, the goalkeeper, he's on loan to Helsinki now in mm -hmm. Finland. It's Iceland or Finland. It's one or the other again. 
Um, and then another thing that stepped on the radar for us is Scott Bain's got a new contract to 2024. So it looks like he's going to stay on as a backup goalkeeper. For me, I don't know why for me he didn't deserve a new contract. There's surely a free agent out there that could come in and fill that role as number two. But what's your opinion on that one? Um, I was quite happy for him to get a new contract, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be Celtic's number one. I think that's evident. We all know that. Um, but I think he's he's enjoying his time at Celtic Park. He's probably been paid fairly well, probably better than what he would be as a, a number one at, say, I don't know, like a Dundee or something like that. Um, but I think at the minute, I would put my head to Barkas. Uh, so, and Hazard's went away out. The other guy, I can't say his name, I'm not even going to attempt to say it. Uh, and Ooh. like the the young goalie Ola Olawami or something. I Olawami. I'll let you fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, I'll try and fuck it up. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I was quite happy to see him getting. He's he's sort of becoming that Zalushka type, but he's quite happy to be there and just come in for the odd game. Uh, I I think. Scott Bain does possess some qualities. He's not an outstanding keeper. But I think to come in the odd game here and there, if just to cover for Hart, like say, I think he'll probably play against Alloa. I think he's good enough to come in and do a job for us. He was found wanting at times last season because he was he was in the team a lot more than what he obviously is this season. He was... He wasn't a number one, he wasn't a number two, but he was he was getting a run of games, then he was out the team, then he was back in the team. But I think when he was playing a number of games in a row, then the mistakes started to creep in. You could see there was yeah. more mistakes. But if he's in for the odd game here and there, and he's, by the way, probably learning off his heart as he goes along, eh, I, I, think, I think he's all right. I, I don't know if he'll be... Definitely our number two going forward, but certainly for the remainder of this season, I think he's all right as a number two, and I'm quite happy for him to get a new contract. He's been, he's he's came in and done his very very best for Celtic every time he's been asked. Uh, so, I he's he's well worth it for me. I mean, I think as as well. I know I said he isn't good enough, and I still maintain that. I think Celtic should improve the goalkeeping department. That's one area, and he definitely does need to improve because. From Joe Hart, it's a big drop off down to the second choice. But I think it's hard. It's you can't forget Andrew that he was first choice for a period under Brendan Rodgers in one of the treble winning seasons because he played he played the ball from his feet and he was very good at that. He was a technical goalkeeper. But I've seen a lot of people on Twitter say this could be the pathway for the young English goalkeeper Oalami. O- I'm going to go with. I'm probably yeah. butchering the name, yeah. but I'm just going to go with it. They learn off Joe Hart and then eventually become Celtic's number one in future years. Can you see that kind of paying off that way? Mm. Well, first of all, Ross, well, you read my mind when you mentioned Zaluskis because I was going to say that like, he yeah. is a this generation's Zaluskis. Well, it just it just had so many parallels where he's reliable. Well, like, if you need him, well, but uh, for like a consistency, maybe not. But I think last season the goalkeeping situation in particular was. One of the biggest clusterfucks that there could have ever been. 
what because it was it was like Barkas Bane, Barkas Bane, Hazard, Hazard, Barkas Bane, Barkas. It was like playing goal with top <laughs> trumps sometimes. They were like, they're like, what hand are we getting dealt with next? What and that affects your whole team. I need a solid goalie to know who's going to be working with the back four or the back five, depending on what system they were playing at the time. Well, and they need that consistency of who's going to be the guides behind you. Can you rely on them? And if you don't know who's at your back, what, what chance have you got? Yeah. And well, and you you got it right in the head. Uh, he did have a, a good run. Well, concern he was meant to be going to Hibs, and then Neil Lennon punted him to us. What well, not expecting them to get any game time. Well, and what well, he got called up to the Scotland squad as a result of it. Well, I think mm-hmm. it just depended on what well, the right manager there. Lennon didn't want him the first time, so when Lennon came back, I just had a feeling something bad was going to happen to Bain, and I think this just has rocked him as a result. Just too much bad blood there. Well, mm. and he's getting decent chances with uh, with Postecoglou. He's getting what some t- chances to come on, like you said, Ross. Like yes, he's been found wanting a couple of times, but I don't think we should what uh, just just throw him out. But I think learning under Joe Hart is going to be a massive thing for him. Well, I think what um, what there. The, the young goalie, as you, as you call them, I'm not even going to attempt to butcher that name. <coughs> but, uh, I think he'll be looking at both of them and what, getting the good and the bad from them, going, right, this is what I need to do and this is how I could screw it up what, if I don't play yep. my cards right. So I think still having him around was all right. I just feel really sorry for Barkas. Like he just he's had the the worst luck, and I really hope that he, he gets a second chance somewhere soon and what revitalizes his career. Like the kind of way Shane Duffy what, was just it was a it was a disaster for him. What, but he's went back to Brighton and he's doing well. And you know anybody that survived last season can survive anything. I wish them all the I wish them all the best. And I really do hope that I hope that Barkas gets that chance as well because you just feel heart sorry for him because it was not wasn't like he was coming out of papers slating Celtic like body. I heard John Guidetti was slating Celtic at what about his time there, and I was like, ugh, just just go away. Yeah. What have you done? What have you done? The words are fucking yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think as well in terms of like you say Barkas, I felt I feel sorry for Barkas. I still think there could be a keeper there, but I think his time's done. Unfortunately, I stayed on that train as long as I could. Being he's there until twenty twenty four, we know that's confirmed. But look, another see, thing to look forward to. Go ahead. See, sorry. sorry, I was just going to say. See the thing as well, right? Obviously, Bain was in the team last season, but it, the defense was horrendous. Doesn't help, right? And you could say that for Barkas as well, but. Right now, I think that if he came into the Celtic team currently, Celtic keep a lot of the ball. They have a lot of the ball. They don't concede as many chances. They don't concede as many shots at their goal. So again, against no disrespect, your Ross Counties, your Dundee's, your St Mirrens, you're not going to concede a lot of shots and goal. So he can come in and mm. still do all right and place a heart, and he'll not be as let's say, exposed as he was last season. Yeah. And yeah. in fairness, Ross, like when Julian got took out by that St. Martin goalpost, I was so expecting Neil Lennon to sign the goalpost for a short-term loan to the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at some, and at some points, it would have been better. <laughs> aye, I know, it would have. But one thing that is certain, back in Cup action, Alloa, Sunday, the Premier Sports Cup, as it's now called, Live in Premier Sports, kick off at half five. Ross, going to give you two facts about Alloa here. Yeah, no facts. We're all in, all in the game here today, boys. Yeah, I- hey, so, man. 
Jock Hepburn remains Alba's most capped player with one cap he received for Scotland against Wales in 1891. Fantastic. And then the number two fact is the record attendance at the Recreational Park is listed at 13,000 for a Scottish Cup replay against the Vernon in February 1939. But a lot's changed since then, Ross. They've now got a plastic pitch. The, the stadium's called the Indudreal in Stadium. I, again, butcher that name. I think it's Recreational Park. Always I just keep <laughs> Recreation Park. Apparently, the Free G is the worst that there, there ever was in terms of a pitch surface. Going there, cup game could be an upset on the cards. That's hoping not. But how are you feeling getting into it? You've got to be confident. It's a lower. It's the team, what are they saying? First, second division? Kind of mind. But uh, uh, they're, they're certainly not as good a, a team as Celtic. Come on, more first. facts, Stephen. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find it now. They're, they're, they're in Scottish League One and their manager is Barry Ferguson. Aye, I know that. Aye. Um, but aye, you've, you've got to be confident going into a game like that. Again, I say it all the time Celtic domestically, you've got to be confident going into every single game. You're not going to win every single game, but you expect to win each game that you, you face, each team that you face domestically. So, again, it's another one of them that you expect to win but again there's always that danger of a banana skin it's a cup game it's a one-off they'll be right up for it it's a terrible pitch so there's many variables but on paper you expect Celtic to win the game yep totally agree Andrew what what about yourself I mean as as Ross rightly said there there's different <coughs> different Fridays in terms of the way this match could go plastic pits ex-Rangers captain legend Barry Ferguson as manager so they'll be right up for it probably be a sellout crowd as well um, what are you expecting? Does it a hard Scottish Cup game or League Cup game? Sorry, I'm expecting Scottish a sellout Cup. crowd. Of, expecting a sellout crowd of sixty-eight people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. No, no, no disrespect to Alwit in the slightest, like, uh, but a lot to Barry Ferguson, obviously, because he was a Rangers man. But well, I, I think I think it is, it's it could be a lot trickier than we real than we think. What as what you said, Steve, it's potential banana skin. What if there's one thing that Barry Ferguson is good at, it's like riling up anybody that's going to play against Celtic. What he'll be, he'll have had the war stories going probably since he first set foot in the door about what uh, all the stuff he went through with uh, against Celtic. What so he'll he'll be doubling down on that and really driving it home to their players that this is a chance to you know stick it to them, make a wee bit of history. What oh, there are new, there's a new manager, what and all that stuff, but. Celtic have had a cup win very recently and they'll yeah. have that in the back of their minds and they'll think we want more we want to keep proving people wrong so I am again I am optimistic about it I'm not going to say quietly because I've kind of you know I've, I've literally like um, what you know by the way by the way sorry <laughs> sorry sorry I've got something totally wrong Celtic won the Premier Sports Cup it's a Scottish Cup tie yeah <laughs> I know I corrected you already but you weren't yeah. listening <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm the guest, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Andrew. Sorry, sorry. No, not at all, not at all. Uh, I am I'm optimistic about it. But uh, I just don't want anybody to get big headed. What uh, yeah. as I, you know, obviously I've stuck my, my own boot in and saying, yeah, there was gonna be sixty eight people there. What, but yeah. no. I'm very well, I'm quote I'm confident, and I'm I'm hoping that it stays that way. The last time I tried to predict something on here, I got it majorly wrong. So yeah, 
<laughs> that's an absolute absolute shambles by me there Ross I can't believe I got that wrong but people who are in the comments don't be going too hard on me now come on you can get them mixed up yeah. but, it's an easy I mistake mean, easy mistake that's why I've got me in the show that I'm the reason that, they'll get, that you'll get slated well, I take the, I, no 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 well, we, we gingers deflect all the hate and we take it in we're like well, we are literally like a solar panel of hate well, so you'll you'll get, they are saying an analogy if ever I heard one. Right, right Ross. Score, line up prediction, bang it out. Uh, line up prediction, I think it'll be uh, Bain and goals. I think it'll be Ralston at right back, Carter Vickers and probably Welsh and Liam Scales on the left. Uh, a midfield three, uh, Beaton, possibly uh, Gucci and uh, McGregor in the sort of the 10 roll a bit further forward than he's been playing recently and then probably Johnston Abada on the right and uh, Big Giacomakis through the middle score um, let's go 3-0 Celtic perfect comfy 3-0 what about yourself Andrew <laughs> score and then up for next <laughs> right uh, who's playing for our Woolen League team again <laughs> <laughs> it was low hanging fruit. I couldn't resist. Sorry, uh, uh, I think Ross's prediction is actually pretty, like, pretty solid. What in all honesty, I th- but I think if we do get the, maybe get the deal over the line for this MK Dons player, I wouldn't be surprised if he throws him into the mix. What mm, uh, maybe even maybe even getting him on as like a, a sub in the second half. What to try and get his fitness up. Um, but we'll. Um, I really couldn't see much wrong with what Ross was saying. That's the really the only change that I would make. Uh, my prediction: I am going with. I'm going to go with three-one. I think. I think. I don't. But Barry Ferguson being their manager and riling them up, I could see Alwa maybe getting like a a shock first goal before Celtic wake up and go right bang bang bang. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll go. Scappy and Ralston, Figures, Welsh, Scales. I'll go Origiti to start, <coughs> centre defensive mid, and I'll go Matt O'Reilly and Cal McGregor. And then Abada on the right, Janssen on the left, and Yakimakis for the middle. And I'll go 2 0 to Celtic. So will. I love how even you were like, I'm going to go Origiti, and you coughed as if, like, you know, it. <laughs> <laughs> But you aren't getting away that easy. Obviously, that brings us to, to the end of the podcast. But what I'm doing is bringing back the quiz for you to have a proper oh, go out of here. Oh, man. So, I'm going to yeah. get exposed. Oh, no. Well, I, I, I won't be allowed back. <laughs> I you will. I you will. Great. See how your comments go, man. So it's five questions. First to three. Blah, blah, blah. You all know the score. Yeah. Are you ready? Never as a lover be. Let's do this. Question one. Believed to have pioneered the idea of the huddle. This man sadly disappointed. 1-0. A... Question two. The only dentist to ever have won a European Cup. Medal. Jim Craig. 2-0. I'm getting I'm getting slaughtered here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> these we've done these questions. Shut up. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> 
Aberdeen. I was absolutely mortal that night, and I can still remember the answers. Who famously held a press conference at a pub? Kenny Douglas. Three nil. You should have known that, Andrew. Come on. Did you not watch the Chase episode? Did you watch it? I did know it, but I'm just blaming slow internet connection. But nah, nah, that would that would that would be a D move. I brain farted. I totally brain farted. Oh no, that wasn't fair. That was shite, man. Ah, but I didn't really prepare it. It's because I'm shite. Well, I mean, don't put words in my mouth. Fair, fair play, Eros. What I'm trying to teach my kids, you know, you've got to be. Be gracious in defeat. Well, fair play, you bastard. <laughs> and gracious but, when you win as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but look, guys, I mean, look, looking ahead to Celtic's trip to Tyne Castle, I want to bring up this back. But bit of sad news came out of um, the Hearts community today about a young a, a young fellow, age 13, called Devon, who sadly lost his life not so recently there. And they're trying to organise a 13 minutes applause. And I think every Celtic fan in the Celtic community who's attending Tyne Castle should get involved with that. It's, it's just to remember, remember a young kid. And I think it's 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 also right to say, if you need to speak, speak. It's okay not to be okay. Speak up. And I think that's what everyone can echo in the football community. As family, as friends, our thoughts are with you right now at this hard, difficult time. And again, I'll echo it. Any Celtic fan who's attending Tyne Castle next week on the Wednesday evening, join in the 13th minute of applause for the young man, Devon. Sadly lost his life at age 13. And until we speak again, stay well and keep safe. Heel, heel. <laughs>